Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday, November 30th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. A little bit later on, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper, Marshall's women's basketball coach. He's going to join us in Victorious yesterday. Thundering herd, the women are back in action tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. So you've got a busy day tomorrow. I'm a little fatigued from it already because we've just got so much. We've got herd football tomorrow. We're going to go on the air at 9 a.m. at Roosters. Uh, they're not even open yet. They're going to crack the doors open for us. So, yeah, that's right. One more time, some boneless wings for breakfast. I'm down with that. And then we're going to have herd basketball, 3.30 tip. Football still going to be going on. And then after it's all said and done, we're going to wrap it all up in a nice, neat little bow, send it on its merry little way. And be talking about bowl games. That's right, bowl games coming up next. And now, tomorrow is important for a lot of reasons. Thundering Herd will find out where they're going to go. A lot of teams are going to find out where they're going to go. We've got some big matchups tomorrow. Number five, I'm sorry, number six, number six, Ohio State. They've got 21st ranked Northwestern tomorrow. Uh, that game's going to decide a lot in the Big Ten. Pittsburgh has an opportunity to wreck things. If uh, if Pittsburgh beats number two Clemson, do you drop Clemson from the Final Four, the playoff? Does a twelve and one Clemson losing in a championship game is that knock them out? I don't know. I don't think that knocks them out. It should, right? But I just don't know. It's not going to happen. So I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, Fresno State and Boise State tomorrow. Uh, that's just more bowl positioning at that point. But if Boise State wins and you see UCF get beat by Memphis, you know, does that knock UCF out of Access Bowl? Keep an eye on that. And UCF, of course, Memphis, that's uh, tomorrow, as well as uh, the one we're all going to be watching. Those of you who are, are heading down to Virginia Tech, you'll try to find this one on the radio when you're done, when you're coming back. Number one, Alabama's taking on number four, Georgia. 12-1 Alabama, 11-1 Georgia. If Georgia wins, they're in. And if Alabama wins, they stay in. But if Alabama loses, are they in? My money's on Georgia winning and both teams are in, or Alabama wins and, of course, somebody squeaks in. Don't know that team's going to be yet. But there's always that possibility Ohio State gets in. Ohio State's got to do a number on Northwestern. And you look at the other game we're going to keep an eye on, of course, is number 5, Oklahoma, and number 14, Texas. Does Oklahoma beating 14th-ranked Texas mean more than Ohio State beating 21st-ranked Northwestern? Where's the value there as far as putting these teams in? If you've got Oklahoma at 5 and they beat Texas, their victory means more, right, than six-ranked Ohio State's victory over 21st-ranked Northwestern. That's how I do my math, right? You look at the win and go, okay, Oklahoma, they beat a better team than Ohio State did, so they definitely should be five, stay five. 
If Georgia loses Alabama, then you drop Georgia one, you move Oklahoma up? Or does Ohio State just walk in and Ohio State, everybody, once again, getting in, maybe when they shouldn't, maybe they should. Tomorrow's going to determine that for sure. And so there's a lot of games that have meaning tomorrow and a lot of games that don't have meaning. Like Northern Illinois and Buffalo, okay. East Carolina, North Carolina State, okay. Just make-up game there. Uh, Utah and Washington, 17 and 11. Yeah, no bearing on the playoff, the championship, or anything there. I mean, that's that's okay. I'm not sure I'm going to be excited to watch that at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Drake and number 23, Ohio, Iowa State, no. Akron, South Carolina. South Carolina just trying to improve their bowl lot. Uh, Louisiana, Appalachian State, I might, uh, you know, that's a noon game. I might look in a little bit of that one. It'd be okay. Um, of course, UAB and Middle Tennessee, back-to-back games, Murfreesboro. Can the Blazers redeem themselves after blowing an opportunity to play at home for the championship, or will Middle Tennessee make it two straight over UAB and they're your Conference USA champion? Is that going to happen? We shall see. Uh, you've got Stanford and Cal going at it tomorrow. You've got Norfolk State and Liberty. You've got um, oh, there's a game. Let me let me hang on. Where's this game at? Um, oh yeah, it's Marshall and Virginia Tech. They're playing tomorrow's where. Virginia Tech trying to keep that bowl streak alive. They want to continue to be playing in a bowl. They made a sweet deal for Marshall. Marshall's going to get this game. Marshall going to get home and home. Sweet deal for the Thundering Herd. All Marshall has to do is show up and and play, and it's all good. Now, will Marshall go in and do the unthinkable, beat Virginia Tech, be the team that stops the streak? Could that happen? It would be memorable for sure. I mean, you're getting a, a lesser Virginia Tech, but you're still getting Virginia Tech. You go in, you beat them, and not only have you beat Virginia Tech, you have denied them a bowl game for the first time and ever for some of you. For some of you, it's like, I've never known a, a life without Virginia Tech in a bowl game. For some of us, we got to dig back a little bit. We got to go back a ways. But Virginia Tech has definitely been consistent for so long. Now, Marshall's got a chance to knock them out and get rid of uh, their bowl streak. So that's going to come up tomorrow. We've got that for you again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, 93.7 The Dog, uh, with one stipulation at three o'clock basketball that happens basketball happens and we will carry that until it's over on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 the dog 93.7 the dog will stay on football until it's over and then it will switch to basketball so we've got you covered both places, both ways. You want some football and some basketball? Stay on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You want football only and then your basketball when football's done? 93.7 The Dog. Okay, you know everything now. You've got it, right? I want to tell you this again tomorrow. 
one more time. We're, we're going to have a quiz on it tomorrow. We're going to go over this because, again, I don't know if some of you are going to remember that. That's fine. I get it. I'll remind you again tomorrow. So I'm hoping that on the other side of the break that I get a uh, phone call from Tony Kemper. He's out and about. Not sure the phone's going to work, but supposedly he's going to make the uh, make the call. And you know what? I see the phone ringing right now. So I'm going to assume that's him. So that's my cue to take our break. We'll take the break, come back, and hopefully on the other side of the break, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper, Marshall women's basketball coach, talk about the game yesterday and look ahead to tomorrow's action at the Cam Henderson Center all right here on The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Yesterday, Thundering Herd basketball. The women get a victory, but they got to go to overtime to do it. I guess they just wanted to play some more basketball. Uh, joining us on the program now to talk about that game and look ahead to tomorrow's action is Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. And, Coach, uh, you know, regular regular time is fine. You don't have to go to overtime unless you just wanted to play some more basketball. Well, we needed it, I'll tell you that. We were we were uh, proud of our team. You know, we, we needed that game yesterday. And uh, we were down five, I think, under three minutes. And, um you know, like you said, I would have loved to have had a little bit of breathing room and been been comfortable down the stretch, but they did find a way to get it done in extra extra time and, um, you know, proud of their fight. I think we did get better last night, which is, I think, important for the group that we are right now is just continue to learn and continue to figure out how to play together. And, um, you know, they showed some toughness last night to find a way to win it and, uh, you know, proud of them for that. It's usually the team that battles back to force overtime that really um, gets the advantage there because you've got the momentum. And you, you look at this game on the other side, I'm sure they were just – I don't want to say they were disgusted or down, but if you've got a team beat and then that team battles back, man, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, they, they did a nice job in the fourth quarter. We had them down in the fourth quarter, and they uh, – you know, they uh, – did a pretty good job of they came out 10-0 in the fourth quarter and uh, made some shots and kind of put us in a bad way and then um, we uh, we kind of steadied our heads and you know Ashley St. Jean who is coming back from an ACL I thought she was really really good last night and uh, she was very aggressive late kind of brought an attitude that uh, you know late in that game we really needed and uh, you know Deja Brooks was very good last night as well and um, you know, like you said, we kind of grabbed the grabbed the momentum down the stretch, and then opened the overtime period with a with a, we ran a little set, and didn't get the three to go down, but got the offensive rebound and scored a an old fashioned three point play, and um, you know really didn't didn't look back from there. So um, it, it was a good win for us, and you know glad we found a way to get it done. Am I reading this right? You had twenty six offensive rebounds. And you had uh, sixty three total. Sixty three total. That is correct. Yes, we we did a uh, we were improved on the glass 
last night. You know, that and that was the difference in the game. You know, we we are uh, continue to try to kind of find our way offensively. Um, you know, missed missed shots that I believe that we're gonna we're gonna start making eventually. Um, but boy, we really chased it last night. Um, you know, the rebounding margin that was the difference in that game. You know, there there was just a couple possessions that we just refused to leave <laughs> our end of the floor without making one, and um, that was ultimately the difference. Yeah, and just uh, looking at the line as well, um, that was a good shooting team. They uh, they shot twelve of twenty seven from the three point line. That's uh, that's usually a sign of a team that's going to win if they can hit that many. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they they did shoot it well last night. We, I don't know, we did, you know. Number three, and I, I don't know her name, but she came off the bench and she hadn't done much all year. And boy, she got really got going against us. And, um, we we were not uh, we were in her neighborhood early, and then we really made an adjustment through the middle two quarters to take her away. And then you know, we lost her again at the start of the fourth quarter, and that's how they kind of made her run, their run. Um, but they did shoot it well, and that that does happen. And you know, like you said, I, you know, our rebounding counter countered that. And if we don't do the rebounding, then there's, we're not gonna we're not gonna sustain and and uh, and find a way to get that done. Yeah, nice balance. So Shayna had 18, Kajija had 19, um, Taylor Pearson had 10, um, Kirsten Mayo had 10. You had a nice balance uh, from your shooters. Yeah, we. I mean, we did have we did have balanced offense. Um, you know, we had a lot of people make some plays. Uh, you know, I, and as I touched on earlier, I just continue to believe that we're going to eventually, you know, we're, we are just not shooting the ball like I think we're capable of. And, um, you know, we're going to have a night where we go 12 for 27. And I think that's, um, you know, if we could have done that last night, then that's a whole different ball game. Um, when you look at the other areas of that stat sheet, you know, if we shoot it, when we begin to shoot it, that's really going to help us. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't shoot it great last night, but we did find a way to to corral 26 rebounds and make up for it. Um, you know, but we're a work in progress on the offensive and defensively as well. But there, uh, you know, we got to get some more ball movement. Um, we've got to make the defense work a little bit, get a little easier shots that that uh, hopefully will start going into a little higher clip. Yeah, I usually look at the hustle points, kind of give a give me an idea of what that game really looked like when I, I can't see it and. You know, in the paint, you were uh, you had 36 points in the paint. Uh, you had more points off turnovers. You had more second chance points. Uh, you have more fast break points. Uh, is this the best effort you maybe you've seen, or close to the best effort you've seen so far from this team? Yeah, I, I think it was. I mean, I think that when you look at um, you know the fact that uh, we've been in some tight games that we didn't find a way to win, and then um, you know we go into this game really an important game we we needed to get get it you know it's a home game and um you know the start of our, we've been on the road quite a bit but our schedule flips and we get it gets a little easier we get to be at home a little bit more here um through the end of christmas and um you know so i think last night we tried to kind of reset our minds and and uh kind of a fresh start to what we had going on and i thought their effort really showed that you know and like I told you, if we can clean up some of the other areas, then I think we've taken a big step forward in terms of, um, you know, a little bit better ball movement. And I think that's going to help us um, score the ball easier, you know. And if, if we, if, as you said, we kind of dominate all those 
those hustle stats last night, um, you know, we just didn't make enough shots to really show that we did that with the score. Usually if you're 36-6 in the paint, um, you know, that's an easier game at the end than what it was, you know. And uh, so just we're, we're, we're continuing to work. I thought we had a good day today of practice. They came back ready to work to get ready for Coppin State. And uh, that's what we need. That needs to be our mindset is just we, we need to focus on continuing to improve as a group. And uh, if they do that, I think this team's got a, um, you know, they definitely can play at a much higher level than, you know, what we've showed maybe to the, the first part of this year. You got a tough one coming up tomorrow. It's one o'clock at Henderson Center. Now, you look at Coppin State. You see, okay, they're zero and four, and you're thinking, okay, this this shouldn't be a problem, right? Uh, you look at their schedule. They have uh, have they faced anyone outside the top twenty five? They have pretty much taken on all comers. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, they've got the one game against UMBC, you know, Maryland, Baltimore County. But other than that, they've played a. Uh, They've played a really tough schedule in terms of women's basketball. They've been on the road at West Virginia, who really guards you. Uh, they've played at Maryland, and then they've played at, at Mississippi State, which uh, Mississippi State, Coach Big Schaefer's done a great job there. I mean, that, that's an unbelievable program right now. And the way they play defensively is, uh, you know, I have tried to, uh, we've done a pretty good job of letting our girls know, you know, you're going to see stops that, are probably not indicative of the kind of offensive players that they are, but it's because they've gone up against, um, you know, some of the most physical teams in women's basketball. So, um, you know, I, they haven't played uniquely enough to, they have not played in like 12 days. So it is, uh, you know, they're probably going to have some different wrinkles in that, that they haven't shown. And so we're going to have to be quick on our feet as far as making adjustments and, and different things like that. But, um, you know, it's good to play at home. We had a great crowd last night um, on a Thursday evening. Um, you know, it's a 1 o'clock start on Saturday. Would love to have the Henderson Center uh, popping again. And, uh, you know, we've got to find a way to, to play well again at home and play hard again at home. And, um, you know, I thought, like I said, I thought we put together a practice today that, that put us on a plane to play well. Practice is probably always better after a win. You get that win, you feel good about yourself, yeah? Well, it is for me. I'll tell you that right now. It is for me. And I, I, you know, our, our girls are uh, – th- this was a good – this is a good little um, swing for us. This is our conference play. You know, Thursday, a day to prepare for the new game, the next game, and then a Saturday game. So um, it is – we have not played um, the one-day turnaround yet, but we're getting ready to see that a whole bunch as soon as conference play starts. So it is a little bit hard, um, you know, to, to saddle right back up and you got to go, you do have to go hard um, for a while um, on those, on those middle days. But, uh, you know, we try to make it, we try to be smart in terms of what we do with them and maybe limit some of the full court stuff. You still got to play some five on five, but um, you know, I thought our girls responded well and they had good energy today. And um, You know, winning the game certainly helps. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Cam Henderson Center. And, of course, uh, for those who maybe are hitting the road to either Athens or Blacksburg, that game, of course, will be streamed. The student radio station will have it, WMUL, so people can listen in to you as they uh, maybe are heading up to Athens or maybe uh, listen in as they're at football because we got a lot tomorrow. It's going to be it's gonna be a full <laughs> day of herd sports tomorrow, man. It is. Well, that's, uh, that's exactly right. You know, I've actually – um, I've listened to your show a couple 
a couple times here this week um, on my ride home, and uh, I've been listening to what the schedule is there with your what you guys have going on. And I know there's a lot. It'll be a good day in uh, Marshall Athletics. And, um, you know, look forward to uh, all of you that can make it out and been part of it with us. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good luck to Coach Halliday, Coach D'Antoni, and their crews um, as well. I'm just waiting for conference. My my schedule lightens up because I can I just know when to put you. Thursday, Saturday, you're either going to be home or on the road. I'm good either way. I, it's perfect for me. That's right. We're, we we get our little airport dates in when I'm on the road. You know, I walk back and forth in the airports and we talk we talk Marshall women's basketball. So um, appreciate you having us on, and uh, we uh, we're uh, certainly excited about you know Saturday's game and, and moving forward. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, let's hope we get a victory, and then we can talk here in a couple of days about uh, you going on the road to take on Wisconsin. But uh, we got to take care of business first here on Saturday. We'll do that next week with you, Coach. Thanks, sir. That'd be that'd be great. Thank you. It's Tony Kemper. Marshall's in action tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center, one o'clock. Hey, if you're not going to Athens, you're not going to Blacksburg. You might as well head over to the Henderson Center. Right? Sounds like a plan. We got more on the way. We're going to talk a little bit about this men's game coming up tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk football as well later on on this edition of the Drive, presented by Belltown Hearing Aid Center on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As we've talked about all week, it's a busy day tomorrow. Thundering Herd's going to be all over the place. Football is going to be in Blacksburg taking on Virginia Tech and the Blacksburg Bowl, whatever you want to call that. That's what Doc called it the other day. Basketball, women are at the Cam Henderson Center tomorrow, and you got the men in Athens tomorrow taking on the Bobcats. I like that series. I really do. It's uh, always been fun. Convocation Center, for those of you heading up to Athens, it's, it's a great venue. It's an older venue, but it's still it's a great venue. They've taken great care of the arena. It just it's, – it's a nice structure. And if they put some money into that thing, modern it up a little bit, I don't know how much you would have to do. The scoreboard looks great, but – what could you do to make that arena better? Maybe put some skyboxes in there, do some things like that, different types of amenities. I know you could probably do something, make it really nice. It's pretty nice as it is. Good venue for Bobcat basketball. And the Thundering Herd taking on the Bobcats tomorrow. Thundering Herd now are going to face off against, I think, a really strong Bobcats team. Uh, they beat Austin P. And Iona in their last two games, they shoot well. I mean, they're shooting over 42%. Uh, but three-point line, they're not so good, shooting only about 23% there. They are out-rebounding their opponents by almost 10 a game. They are hurting a little bit. They don't have Jordan Dardis. He was the guy who was uh, almost the uh, scoring leader on the squad last year. He was second in the team. He put in at least uh, almost 13 a game. Uh, he was second team all-MAC. Now, 
Predictions have Ohio finishing fourth in the MAC East division, but I know the MAC. I know the Bobcats. They're going to be solid. I don't know if fourth is a is the right spot for them. We're going to see tomorrow. We're going to see. Remember uh, Jason Carter? Probably don't because um, he didn't get to play much last year. Had three games only in the season. That man was uh, out because of injury. So um, he's right now making up for lost time. He's a sophomore now. They redshirted him. And he's uh, the team's leading scorer. He's got almost 19 a game. And he's second in rebounds with over seven. He's made 40 of his 78 attempts from the field. Tavion Kirk, he's the second leading scorer for the Bobcats. He's averaging almost, uh, actually a little bit over 16 a game. And he also leads the team in assists with 19. So he's one to watch out for as well. And they get a pretty nice freshman there. Uh, ben Vander Plas. he adds over 11 points a contest, flirting with 12 a contest. He comes off the bench for Ohio. Leads the Bobcats from the three-point line. He hits 37.1% when he shoots back there. Now, what needs to happen tomorrow? If you're a Thundering Hurt fan, you want to get a win. Why? Because you look at the series. The Bobcats lead the series by 10. 56-46 in favor of the Bobcats. Marshall's chipped away at that, though. They have taken the last two meetings from the Bobcats. But here's a big one. They have not won in Athens since 2010. December 4th, 2010. Last time the herd claimed victory in Athens. If I didn't have football, I probably would have gone up to this one tomorrow, to be honest with you. Because it's just a fun trip. I know you're talking Athens, Ohio. Well, Athens is pretty nice. And one of my favorite places to watch a football game was at Peden because it's just it's just nice. It's picturesque. Uh, it just feels like college football. I mean, I'm not talking big time Ohio State the shoe college football. I'm just talking about on a Saturday. You know, it's a great place to watch a football game. And I would love to go up to see the basketball game tomorrow, but unfortunately, I can't. But I'm going to keep you uh, up to date on it. With our post game, and of course, we're going to have that for you again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 because we've got double coverage tomorrow. Football begins our day on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And then we break in with basketball at three and wrap up basketball. 93.7 The Dog will have football until it's over, and then the broadcast will switch over to basketball. So that's what that looks like as far as what we're doing broadcast-wise tomorrow. Now, Marshall coming into this game, um, they will put some points up, I think. Five victories have been by at least 20 points. I thought Rondell Watson played well, had a season-high 12 points in the game over William & Mary. And then, of course, you got John Elmore. He hits another benchmark in his career at Marshall University. He went over the 2,000-point mark. So now, when you talk about the greatest scorers of herd basketball, you're talking about John Taft, Skip Henderson, and you're talking about John Elmore. Now, boy, Skip Henderson was great, wasn't he? 
I think John Taft had a few more games on the court, had some more court time. John would be number one. But Skip Henderson, John Taft, man, you could not stop those guys. They were just amazing. And so Elmore, he's up there now with them. I'm kind of curious. When it's all said and done, which one of these guys had more of an impact? Because when John Taft was on, man, you stop. Stop what you're doing and you put a hand to 15 in his face because he's going to hurt you. And this Skip Henderson was just a scoring machine. John Elmore is right there with him now. He's in the club. But I throw this out there sometime. If you could take one of these guys, just pick one. Who's Who are you taking? I know you younger guys, you younger kids are going to say Elmore. And I get that. I like Elmore too. But if I'm picking this thing, to be fair, I think I'd be – then again, I've seen him play – I saw him play in live. Not uh, not on VHS like some of you have. Not on YouTube like some of you have. I saw him play live. I would take John Taft only because Elmore's career is not over yet. I'm going to see what he can do. Just – I'm just going to eliminate him because his career is not over yet. And the fact that um, John Taft was, I mean, he feared him. His game was a little different, too, than for Elmore's. I think in in their each and individual way, all three of these guys are great at Marshall. I don't know if there's one that's better than the other, but, boy, John Taft he was terrifying. You, you saw him on the court and other team better know who he is, where he's at. and Same for Henderson, too, but John Taft was, was strong. I don't know who I take. Now, think about this. I'm just going back in my head, you know, because i, I got to make a case for Skip, too. And then Elmore. I mean, Elmore makes people look like fools out there at times. I mean, he's like a, he's like a hardcore wizard sometimes. He's going right, and then next thing you know, he's going left and right again and backwards. So I don't know where I'm going with this. If I had to pick these, well, see, I don't know if I want to put myself out there and say, okay, I got to take one of these. Can I just not have all three? Just give me all three, and then we're good. Elmore has uh, collected four games of 20 or more points, six points away from um, surpassing South Florida's uh, Ultron Jackson, third most in Conference USA history with 2018. So he is on his way moving up the Conference USA ladder. He's also moving up the Thundering Herd ladder. Uh, when it's all said and done, we're going to be hanging his uh, his plaque up. He's going to be a he's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's not if it's when. I don't know if we're going to cast the statue just yet. We got to get the Hal Greer statue up first. Get the Hal Greer statue, and then we can we can work on the Elmore statue. Because I know we talked about that when they got into uh, the NCAA tournament. The uh, John Elmore statue needs to go up. But let's get the uh, Hal Greer one cast first, then we can talk. 304-399-8255. Toll free is 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, we've got a busy day tomorrow, not only with the Thundering Herd, but we've got high school football action over on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5. The Planet Spring Valley is going to be taking on Martinsburg, trying to bring that Class AAA championship back home to the Tri-State. And we'll go on the air tomorrow morning, 11.45 on our sister station, 92.7, 98.5. The Planet, you know, they're doing a tailgate show tomorrow as well. I'm going to be on the air at 9 o'clock from Roosters. They're going to go on the air at 9.30. I'm going to be at the wing place. They're going to be standing out in the cold. I think I got the better end of the deal. But if you're into that thing, you got that tomorrow. And, of course, you can stick with me. We've got your herd football coverage and your basketball coverage. All that tomorrow as well. But... um, Roosters is going to be where you need to be for the game. ESPN Plus, ACC Digital Network, that's where you're going to find all this. I know, I know. Got to stream it again. The wave of the future. I know, I understand, I'm sorry. We got it figured out at Roosters, though. You can come hang with us. We'll put this game on. You can watch it. Uh, ACC Network's actually going to launch a linear network next year. They finally get that thing going. So if this was up and running, you could have probably watched this on your TV tomorrow, the old-fashioned way. But uh, instead, streaming the game tomorrow. Uh, I think the Bobcats going to be streamed as well. It's going to be an ESPN Plus game. Um, the Thundering Herd women's basketball game tomorrow, uh, that's going to be streaming as well. Uh it's going to be on Herd Vision. So the Herd Vision's tomorrow for the women. ESPN Plus tomorrow for the men. And for the football team, the Herd ESPN Plus channel. It's really easy to find. Once you set it up, you can set a favorite. Set Marshall up as your favorite. You can just go right there, and it'll show you everything that Marshall's streaming. But... If you can't do all that, just come down the Roosters tomorrow. Hang out with us. We got you covered. It'll be fun. I don't think there's going to be anybody in Huntington, to be honest with you. I think everybody who's excited about this thing has either gone down to this game, general admission, seats, go see this thing, or there's going to be a group of you that are heading to Athens tomorrow. But I don't think he's going to be here. It's going to be me. Me and Dave Walsh tomorrow at Roosters and everyone else who couldn't make it. Y'all come hang with us. You got to stay here too, Gabriel, so you can't come to Roosters. Show producer does not get to go to Roosters, does not get boneless chicken wings. Chicken wings, honey mustard sauce, by the way, on the side. It's really good. You do that at Roosters. That's that's what you got to go with that. And let me tell you right now. If you're thinking, okay, I'm going to get an appetizer and then I'm going to get like the shredded chicken burrito, stop. Say no to the appetizer. Say no. Don't do it. Just get the shredded chicken burrito. Get the cheese on the side. Usually they just douse that thing with cheese and just say, no, I don't want that. I want it on the side. Get it that way. You're good. You will not have to eat for the rest of the day. 
because I said, okay, you know what? What's good? Give me give me an appetizer. What's good? Um, and the waitress, she said, hey, go with the nacho chips. I think that would be good for you before you get that burrito. She was right. I was good. I don't think I ate for four or five days after that. It was It was good. But let me tell you, be smart about this. Or just go with the boneless chicken wings. Go, You can't fail there. That's always a good get. The salads are good, but go with the boneless chicken wings. Go with the f- chicken fingers or get that burrito. The burrito rocks. I'll tell you that right now. The, the, the sandwiches are good, too. So this is going to be our last time at Roosters, I think, until the bowl game. So here in a couple weeks. Basically, what I'm saying is we'll be back in a couple weeks, depending on when the bowl game is going to be decided. Uh, We'll find out everything and know more and have it all for you on Monday. We'll know where the Thundering Herd is going to go. We'll know what the college football playoff looks like. We'll cover it all on Monday. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm going to go hibernate now. 9 a.m., man. 9 a.m. That's not me awake at 9 a.m. That's me getting up early, prepping, getting ready for the show. So I can be there with Dave Walsh, bright-eyed and ready to go. You too, Gabriel. It's like 6 o'clock past your bedtime anyway. Thanks for joining us on this edition. Glad you had fun. I hope you did. If you didn't, we'll try again tomorrow to do better. Good night. WRBC Huntington. W227BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.